One of the incredible things about competition is something that we sometimes overlook or can miss. You see, when people think about competing, they often think about just winning and losing. But what of the growth? What happens when when two people or two teams or two entities begin to compete for status and stature? Ultimately, if you do it right, the greatest part of you emerges and rises to the surface. That is the most beautiful thing about competition, not only in this nation, but in this world. And I have learned over the years what an incredible thing it is when I am paired against someone or something that pushes me to my limits. Ultimately, it becomes almost a matter of me versus me, self versus self. How do I become the greatest version of me? And that's part of what we're going to talk about today. How do you become the greatest version of you? Or if it is a team thing, how do you deem yourselves the king of the castle, the king of the block? And so today, we're going to have a really special episode that I am looking forward to. It's not every day that you get an opportunity to sit down, not only with one inspirational individual, but an entire cast of individuals who uh, recently have left me feeling inspired and motivated and kind of awestruck, not only as, as, as the journey of two entities, two school programs, which you guys are going to learn about, but also the individual journeys of friendship as people have not only battled against different things in their life, but ultimately tried to become the, the men and husbands and fathers that they've dreamed of being. So today, without further ado, uh, if you are watching, you see uh, multiple faces right now on camera. If you are listening, you're about to hear multiple voices. This is the cast of King of the Block. So I want to welcome you guys on to Hope Rising. Listen, you guys need to know that the King of the Block is something right now. It has just come out. It's on Apple TV, multiple different outlets. They're going to let you know all the all the places that you can watch. Uh, it has been on Fox Sports already. And when I got a chance to watch it, I've seen it twice now to listen to the stories. Uh, it left me feeling motivated, pumped up, ready to run into a wall. And ultimately, I'm just looking forward to this conversation. So here's what I'd like to do first. I want to just get you guys to just uh, to just tell us a little bit about who you are as individuals. I guess we'll start with you, Branson, and you, Jowdy, uh, just because you guys are the filmmakers. And then if you guys could turn it um, to the other guys that we have here. And then we'll just get started with talking and just going from there. Well, Omaris, thank you for uh, having us on. And uh, good morning to everybody. And um, thank you for the introduction. I'm Branson Wright. I guess I have many titles besides filmmaker, also a a sports writer, and I was fortunate enough to be able, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to work with Jody on on this project, uh, a vision that uh, myself and the other producer, uh, Tony uh, T-Bone, uh, we had this vision of doing this documentary on something from our hometown. And Tony and I grew up in Cincinnati and, and we experienced, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the rivalry uh, between Cincinnati Moeller and Cincinnati Princeton High Schools. Uh, but whenever you leave your hometown, you like to brag where, where you're from, you know, the good things about your hometown. And and as Tony and I would talk about high school football, we talk about Moeller and Princeton. Mm. So if you fast forward, you know, years later, 
uh, as I had the opportunity to become a filmmaker. Uh, it was a film I always wanted to do. And it was fortunate that Jody, uh, that I was able to talk him into it uh, <laughs> as, as far as, uh, uh, you know, help leading this, this film. So, um, so that's who I am. And, and, and that's why we're here. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I think where I want to start is, is just by uh, telling you guys that filmmaking is ingrained into who I am. So I don't really look at myself as a filmmaker. I look at myself more as a, a person who creates uh, and brings stories to life. Um, I've been a 30 year plus veteran of the film industry. Um, I'm proud currently right now to be the uh, director and one of the exec producers of King of the Block. And I kind of feel like it's, it's a turning point moment in my, in my career as a, as a filmmaker or content artist, because uh, it's very rare that you get to work on a project where you get to work with great people, uh, uh, both on camera and behind the camera. And I think my collaboration with Branson and with uh, James T-Bone Ralston uh, has put me in a place I've re very rarely been in my career. I'm, I'm happy about the, not only the success of King of the Block, but just blessed to be able to work with uh, some people who I'm happy for them that, mm. that their dream has been realized as far as bringing this project to, to light. Now, it, as far as in front of the camera, just, I feel like meeting Arnold and meeting Cliff uh, has been transformational for me as an artist. Um, and as you'll, as you'll see, it's just the way those guys are. They're, they're hopeful. They're, um, you know, blessed human beings who spread that joy and that message and that motivation to just love life and love what you do and everything that they do. So, um, you know, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's once again, it's good to be with my good friend, Maurice. And uh, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about. So. Thank you so much. Uh, I will tell you that, that Jody is never short on words and what he didn't say, though, uh, is he's not only, I, I agree, a creative, a storyteller, um, but he's been um, a, a mentor to me in my journey. Um, there are some people that when you meet them, they refuse to let you stay where you are if they see what's in you. And he is absolutely one of those people. He's going to push you. He's going to um, hold you accountable to what you say you want in your life. And so he's been that for me. And so uh, this is uh, an honor and a privilege to have you have you join me today. So thank you so much for that. And so next up, we can either do Arnold or we can do Cliff, whichever one wants to go next. Okay, I'm uh, Arnold Franklin. Uh, I'm a product of uh, Princeton High School. I also went to... Uh, Lincoln Heights. I'm born and raised from Lincoln Heights, Ohio. I currently work at Princeton High School. I'm a student monitor there, a mentor, a coach, a life coach. Yeah, I was uh, fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be in this movie. And the reason I love this movie because it, it pulls at our heartstrings. It touches three things that touch everyone. That's football, sports, friendship, and then the cancer piece, those things that, I mean, they really pull it, they pull at people heartstrings. And when you could put those three things together and tell a story that powerful, I was just, uh, Maurice, I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, spread the message on your podcast. So thank you for that. But 
those three things and the combination of people, like Jody said, it it just makes a, a successful story, and it touches uh, different types of people. Thank you so much, and I, and I just want to just speak to that sentiment real quick uh, before Cliff, we hear from you, that um, the interesting thing about watching this is that it literally pulls on different parts of you at different times. So there's parts where you're feeling the sense of the rivalry and the passion of it all, and then there's these moments where you feel um, the vulnerability of this film. And I think that that's actually part of what makes it so special. There's this level of humanity and honesty that's in it where you can see yourself in in the in the individuals and you guys, right? Um, whether you played sports or not, things got real from a, a, a level of being fathers and husbands and men. And so, um, yeah, there's just so much that... Um, that you guys uh, let us in on and let us experience with you. And that I think is, is so, so perfect. And so Cliff, uh, I will, I will let you go last, but certainly not least to introduce yourself. Uh, Cliff Brooks, uh, also from Cincinnati, uh, as you know, Moeller high school, um, met Arnold. Uh, we both signed on signing day to go to the university of North Carolina and play uh, football there. And uh, we worked together in the summer and became friends. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think the thing that, that uh, I noticed more about this story is it started off just as a football rivalry. And I think it really turned into something bigger. I mean, you've seen it. It's, uh, uh, it's about friendship. It's about that. It's about, you know, it became more and more about the cancer and, the, and awareness of that. Um, so it became, it grew like it had, it grew, it had a life of its own, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I think it is amazing that, that we were able to create or be part of this creation. And I really am, uh, uh, thankful to be involved in it. Well, thank you so much for joining. And uh, I can tell you guys already that uh, Cliff will be the one uh, providing the, the com comedic relief, uh, most likely during this interview. Um, and so Branson, I think I it's best that we kind of uh, move forward with you. So I know that you said that this story was something that was very personal and important to you. You kind of downplayed yourself a little bit, by the way. Um, so if anybody doesn't know who this man is that we're talking to, um, my personal favorite work that he made before this film uh, was, a, was a little film called Believe Land, which was filmed on ESPN. I'm a huge Cleveland fan. Um, he also did uh, Women of Troy that's on HBO and so many other um, great, great um, projects. And so this was something you said that you've always wanted to tell, a story you wanted to tell. So can you just give us, can you take us back to, you know, what really sparked you saying, this is what I'm going to do. Now is the time. This is a story that needs to be told. Well, as I said, Maurice, it's, um, it's about being proud of where you're from. And, and as a, you know, I said, I'm a filmmaker, but I'm a storyteller. And, and as a writer, I always tried to create things. Uh, I, I should say my philosophy as a writer has always been, I'd like to write what I want to read, mm -hmm. something I wanted to know more about, something that I would read if someone else wrote it. And that goes the same with, with filmmaking. But as a, as a kid growing, growing up in Cincinnati and loving sports, and loving high school sports. And it, that's what it was all about. It was about these two schools and not only the game, but it was the whole city got involved, mm -hmm. whether you were with Moeller 
uh, because of their tradition or people that hated Moeller and knew that Princeton was capable of beating them. So, so you had these uh, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, on, on a mini version. So, you know, as I became old, older and was able to uh, tell the story and it, it was something just, just had to be done. That's beautiful. And so, and I know that you were, uh, you didn't attend either of the schools, but you were an athlete in the area. And, and so can you kind of explain to somebody who, who maybe they're not from the Cincinnati area, why, why is this a big deal? And, and maybe you can even pass it on to somebody else, but there's somebody who either they don't live in Ohio or they don't live that in that area of, the, of Ohio. And they say, who cares about a sports rivalry in high school? And, and I think that your film did such a good job of explaining why it is that this is so much bigger than we can understand. Well, yeah, definitely like Clifford and Arnold to attest to it. But but what I want to add is uh, it's relatable to no matter where you're from. If you're from South Dakota, I'm sure there's a high school rivalry there. And so no matter where you live in this country and high school sports is 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 part of part of America. So I, I think it was relatable. Uh, but I think it was maybe even more important to Cincinnati because Ohio is about football and there's a history of great high school football here. And, and if I could jump in real quick, um, you have to understand where this rod, how this rivalry kind of established where we are now in high school athletics. Uh, Moeller and Princeton was the first ESPN high school game. Right. I mean, Branson, you can you can, you know, stop me where if I'm wrong here. But uh, they they kind of established high school football as a televised media. OK, so when you look at your huddles, you look at the ESPN high school game of the week, all that started with Moeller and Princeton. Moeller was the first team to actually start, um, for lack of a better word, recruiting. Um, and they, they, took they say that, that they say that that never happened. Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they didn't recruit offensive linemen. I can tell you that. <laughs> and, and there's a part in the film where Arnold uh, uh, Arnold uh, says, "I didn't, I didn't like them for that. <laughs> I didn't like them for the fact that they took a lot of the guys, and a lot of the lot of their players that he he played with earlier in his." you know, uh, you know, middle school career went on to go to Moeller and, you know, I, Arnold can speak to that, but he didn't seem like he was really happy about that. And Cliff gave us a whole kind of rundown on how he got the Moeller. So, so is it, is it in a larger tense? Is it important because of that? Yes, because nobody did that back then. Yeah, and it was a big deal, you know, uh, private versus public too. So that, that amped it up too. So, you know, a lot of people rooted for us because we were the so-called underdogs because we played with what we had. Mm. Speak to that a little bit. Why is that a big deal? Because I think everybody loves an underdog. Can you speak to what it was like um, in those years, knowing that you guys were often overlooked, but you also knew that you had the players who could win? Well, it, it was, uh, it's, Spoke highly of the coaching staff and the type of players we had where we could compete with a molar. Like they said, they could pitch, uh, pick uh, young men from all over the city of Cincinnati. And we had our little district that we had to play. And we had some very good players. I mean, good enough to compete with them. But 
as I said earlier, you know, they won more than their share, but we could compete with them. And that was a, a message for the underdog. Just give it your best shot with what you have. That's good. Now, now, Cliff, did you hear how he said we just had our little old, he was really trying to downplay this whole yeah. thing so that you sound like the bad guys. I don't think he yeah. did it on purpose, but it's still there. I hear it. I hear it. So what was your perspective on um, being from Moeller, um, the, the rivalry and, you know, looking forward to it as a kid? You know, how did that work for you? Yeah, listen, it, it wouldn't have been a rivalry if we were both good teams. <laughs> there was uh, there was a lot of respect between the two schools and between the two teams, not to mention so many of uh, the people that were at Moeller came from that area, the area. So uh moeller was what well, moeller had their districts and their certain areas that they could uh pull from and uh would pull from those areas but the main area was was princeton's de- territory so a lot of the players were neighbors of each other <laughs> so we knew each other real well for, to say the least and uh there was a lot of respect between the two teams And so one of the things that we learn as we kind of watch this film is how many incredible individuals came from both sides of this. Uh, Multiple people who went on to play in the uh, and not only in the National Football League, but also uh, National uh, Baseball Association as well. So we're literally talking about multiple people on each side who were just incredibly talented. Um, And then we also got a chance to, to, to see we had glimpses of Pete Rose and Jim Trestle and Kirk Herbstreet, just so many people who were who were there to kind of tell this story um so i guess you know either either jowdy or or branson whoever wants to answer this why was that important for you to bring in some of those voices to give that perspective of what this meant to them uh, in their own journeys well the fact that when you think of cincinnati um, i mean pete rose is often called mr cincinnati mm-hmm. and and he was able to give a perspective on what it was like in Cincinnati as far as far as sports are concerned. And Pete being a very competitive guy, uh, he's, he spoke to uh, how competition uh, help, helps people and, and helps student athletes. And we spoke with Jim Trestle about rivalries. And, and we know that he was all about rivalries, especially when he was at, at Ohio State when he came to Michigan. So so it was important for us to have those guys in there. And and again, someone not from Cincinnati, uh, they were familiar with those two guys. So we thought they would pay a little bit more attention uh, hearing from some national people when it ca- came to this story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and one thing I would, I would, I would add to that is, is when Branson came, when he came to us and he said, well, I, like I want I think Pete Rose would be great for this. And I, I have to admit, I, I was I was like, okay. I think that 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 speaks to the wealth of knowledge that that Branson came to this project with, mm-hmm. because you know I, I don't know if he would call himself a sports historian, but he, he he has a rich amount of knowledge about sports, and he was able to kind of get Pete to talk about things that honestly, uh, you know, being honest with you guys here, Pete didn't want to talk about. And, and what you see on the screen, the finished product that you see on the screen came about because of uh, Branson's interview style. You know, and, I, and I can, what we got from that. 
I can believe that because when you when you watch um, Branson your your work, one of the things that you see is that you tend to tell stories about about the heart and soul of a thing. Um, and I and I understand you're you're a writer first, right? Um, a person who who really came up as a journalist, and so a great journalist is somebody who makes you care about the story you're reading. And it seems like everything that I have watched that you have created, you're speaking to the heart of a story, to the heart of a people, to the heart of a journey. And, and, and I think that that's so apropos, especially in this story, because ultimately what really makes us care even more about this story is when we get to the heart and soul of Arnold and Cliff and your your friendship as you guys get into the, the University of North Carolina and, and then uh, and beyond. And so I was hoping that you guys could speak a little bit to that. Um, you have a friendship that has lasted a test of time that it seems like this film actually helped you kind of rekindle in some ways. So I guess the question is, um, what what did this do for you two as you sat down and began to tell these stories and then were able to reconnect and reconnect with the filmmakers? What has this done for you personally, privately? Um, and, and how has it also, you know, obviously helped you professionally? I look at it like we all ride different vehicles in life to get places, you know, like you do your podcast, your media thing. They do the thing on the uh, producer, writer, creator, and CNI. We were fortunate enough to do sports and do scholar, you know, attain scholarships from it. But we all ride these di different vehicles, but sometimes our, our roles pass because we were on that sports vehicle, CNI. We ended up working together. We ended up going to college, competing in high school, all it's because of that sports vehicle. And now as we ride along, we have to make stops along the way. And some of our stops have been, of course, your podcast. We ran into Branson and Jody and Tony and Chris along the way. We just all ride these different vehicles and when we can cross paths to create something beautiful like king of the block as far as the message of the movie i think we all just keep writing and what this movie has made uh documentary has made me do of course rekindle the uh, friendship of ca and i uh, and our families our wives get along found out that they're both from uh Pickwa, ohio so that that's something that this vehicle brought to light so Let's all just keep on riding. When you get to meet up with good people and you can share each other rides, it, it just creates something great. Arnold, could you speak a little bit more actually to your journey? Because, um, you know, for somebody to really sit down and, and look into you and even some of the things we learned in the film um, from you going to the NFL for for a short stint, uh, being a, a chess coach at the university at the at the high school. I mean, you've had an incredible journey. Um, that if anybody has watched you or anybody's learning about your story, you inspire people to what is possible with a person when a person sits down and focuses and disciplines themselves. And so, can you speak a little bit more to the journey that you've had and why why you think you've been able to be successful in so many areas of life? I think um, I'm naturally a calm thinker when stuff doesn't necessarily go my way. I can have a way of uh, just staying calm and maybe I'm an overthinker, but I, I like to think my way through things. And I, I'm i a naturally positive person. That's the only way I, I, I function. Negative doesn't work for my thought process. So I always look at uh, what can 
what can I do better? How can things better? And that's where I operate. I don't look at the opposite. Now, I, I am realistic now. Tough things do happen, you know, like when I found out I had, I had the cancer, I, for one moment I did break down, but after the breakdown, I got myself together like, all right, so this is what we need to do. And that's kind of how I live my life. Where does that come side. from within you? Is that something you were born with? Where do you get that positivity in a moment? You, you get this diagnosis. A lot of people, some people actually give up in that moment. What makes you persevere? What made you persevere? Just the relationships, my family. I know my father went through something similar. My brother had some health issues. You just, you got to be proactive. And I, and I just want to show people that because you have a setback sometimes is you just have to come back that that's just life but we we don't give in to it we we just keep fighting and so with you cliff we actually met you and got a chance to watch you in your journey of, of getting a checkup and and ultimately walking through a process that i won't share with everyone and so you know the same question to you how has this journey of connecting with the film uh connecting again with arnold and all of these things that have happened how, how would you say that this has affected you and what has been the journey for you well you, you know you ask hard questions <laughs> um well arnold and i uh like we said we've had a, a friendship since we were shoot 18 years old and uh there were a lot of, there were a lot of years we didn't talk you know you get close and you you fall away but uh it's been a it's been a real blessing to get to know and get to get back together with arnold and i want to thank you branson and jordy that uh you did help us get back together. I think this this film helped that. Um, as far as you know, what what I had to go through it during this film, it wasn't something I was really excited about sharing. <laughs> you know, it was not. Uh, uh, it was something more personal than uh, than I wanted to have on on film. But um, I, you know what? I, I like the way Arnold put it. it we are both positive thinkers and we have that in common and uh, going to the negative doesn't do anybody any good now. relationships for everything that uh so i'm also a positive thinker i like to think on the positive side um i think that this has brought about a lot of that and then gosh the awareness people you get tested just do it it's not that bad and uh it can save your life. It's worthwhile. And Cliff, one of the interesting, you know, aspects of this film is we not only watched you in your journey, your health journey, but we got a chance to meet your wife as well and kind of see her sincerity in the journey. You guys seem like very similar hearted people. And so we really got a, a true glimpse into what that that ride was like for you. It seems like you really in those moments kind of clung to not only humor and lightheartedness in moments, but also your faith in those moments. Can you speak to that a little bit? Uh, yeah, that's well, it's one of the it's the largest influence on my life is my faith. And uh, uh, then it's people around me. It's the relationships. And, you know, uh, I don't know if I mentioned it in the film or not, but I, I think of myself as the richest man in, in Ohio. You know, I have my faith and I have my family and uh, I may not be wealthy, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm 
very, very rich. And uh, that's that's a big deal in my life and uh, in my family's life. Beautiful. I, I want to actually stay there. Thank you for, for bringing us to that place, Cliff. He's talking about the richness of life, and I don't know that that's something we talk about nearly enough. And and so actually, Jowdy and and um and Branson, whichever one of you wants to join in here, uh, can we talk about why the richness of life and really living a life that means something to you matters? Um, because in the midst of these journeys, people can hear that you know big time producer, big time director, and we can get caught in that. But it's clear that there's something else that drives you guys that you're not just trying to get famous and get rich and all these things, but that there's something real and, and true that drives the both of you. So I'd love to just speak to that. Um, okay. Not you, actually. You want to be rich and famous. Not you. Branson, <laughs> we'll take you on the end. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a little late for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, and as I said, it, it, when I was uh, doing my introduction, uh, for example, meeting Arnold, and the first time I met Arnold, uh, I put my hand out, and Arnold said, "I don't do handshakes, I do hugs." Mm. And I, I let it, I let it wash over me for a second, <laughs> and then I thought about it, and it, it, and that has, I do that now. I walk up to people now, they go to give me a hand. I say, I mean, I don't do handshakes. I do hugs. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I've kind of incorporated the arm thing here. Because <laughs> some people in Hollywood, I don't want to hug. But, <laughs> but I've, I've incorporated it. And, and it's it's been, uh, it, you know, it's an example, like you said, of richness of life that you meet people. Same thing with Cliff. I, I met Cliff, I'm, it, it, you know, and I know what he did was difficult. Um, I was... When when we first proposed it to him, and I knew I expected he was going to have a lot of pushback. Like I don't want to share my life. I don't. I'm going through some. This is a personal thing, and there was a little bit of hesitant. He, he hesitated a little bit, but then just being the person Cliff was, Cliff was like, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." And then once you meet his wife, and and if you watch the movie, I I'm of the opinion that uh, she kind of steals the movie. And, and I wanted to ask Cliff real quick, since we were sitting here, um, there's a part of the trailer where Nika says she's going to uh, increase the life insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cliff? <laughs> we're well covered. I don't know if she increased. Said we're well covered. <laughs> <laughs> but if I happen to pass, uh, she'll be just fine. <laughs> I told her what she goes, I'm going to hit you with a brick when you're sleeping. I says, you know what? You better, you better use a cinder block. Cause I don't want to wake up. <laughs> I don't want to wake up with a migraine. That's right. <laughs> and I, I think it's, I think it's meeting people who through a tough a tough time that, that everybody in one way, shape or form experiences and just being with them and watching them handle it, the way they handle it, you know, um, it changes you, you know, and it makes you appreciate life. And, and Maurice, that, that's the good thing about um, always been for me doing documentaries. I think out of all the documentaries I've done, because you spent so much time in it, you develop relationships with the people you're doing the film about. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think from from now on, you know, Cliff and Arnold, they're going to be, I mean, we're all going to be family. You know, we're, we're going to, I mean, once this, this film is in the Smithsonian or whatever, years from now <laughs> I, I think we'll we'll still we'll still be in contact with each other and still reach out um the first documentary i did uh, on a guy um he unfortunately he passed a couple years ago mm-hmm. but we we kept a relationship going uh with women of troy with cheryl miller uh you know we still talk so one of the best things on doing these projects is the relationships that develop um, and I feel like one of the beautiful things as a person who experiences watching this, and again, I really want to encourage everybody who's listening today, watching today, uh, you want to go find this. It's on Apple TV, uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, uh, there's one more too, Google, Google Play, right? Google Play. Yeah, Google yes. Play as well. And so you guys want to, you want to watch this. You almost feel like you begin to build relationships with the individuals as you're watching. I felt like I knew Cliff and and that I knew Arnold. And I think the funny thing is we're talking about the car, but ultimately it's the car that you guys rode in on your road trips when you were young that we got a chance to see within the film that really started to make us feel like we were a part of your friendship and a part of your family. So I'd love to, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, um, but I do want to speak just a little bit about um, about the camaraderie that you guys feel like you are walking away from, from this entire experience with. What is it that you hope that others get out of the experience? You've been able to bond and you've been able to grow and you've been able to become more aware. What is it that you want the people who watch this experience or who are listening to this podcast to get for, for themselves from this? What, how do you want them to grow and develop? I just, yeah, I just, um, like how the movie showed how people can just get along. I mean, we just, uh, two guys grew up together, like I say, enjoyed each other, had fun, and none of that other stuff, none of that other stuff got in the way. We had a, a genuine friendship that um, lasted throughout the times, and it's it's been rekindled again by King of the Block, and it's like we haven't missed a beat. We're just... Yeah, just friends, and, and that's and it stays that simple. Absolutely, and I I know that for the listeners, um, that we will certainly, uh, hopefully, they cherish this moment as much as I know that I have. And if you guys have been enjoying this interview, uh, I want to encourage you leave your comments. What is something that you heard today uh, that made you say yes? I need to see this film, but also yes, this made a this made a dent in my memory. Um, so here is the last question, and then if anybody wants to plug anything, I'll give you the chance to do that. But this is the question that I ask every guest, and I'll give you all the chance to do the same. I want you to imagine um, that that it is a hundred years from now and there is a museum and it's like a cultural museum about life. Someone walks into the museum and there's a room marked hope. When they walk into that hope room, each one of you has your own time capsule and, and within it, there's these pictures and artifacts of your life and your journey. And then there's this clip. And they get a chance to to watch you explain what hope means to you. I would love for each of you just to share a couple words in. When you hear the word hope, what does hope mean to you? I I think hope, um, 
speaks to the possible. It speaks to your ability to be able to overcome. You know, life is not positive most of the time. Life is hard. Life is unrelenting. You know, life. You know, life is undefeated. You know, life never. It never quits. It never. Uh, you know, uh, shows you mercy from the standpoint of allowing you a a to slip away and hope gives you it gives you a a a, a, a glimpse of that that next hill if i get over that next hill everything's going to be better you know and, and as a a, a christian uh, faith is everything and that's what I've always lived by and sort of some thinking I've had to live that way uh, because without faith, you know, to me, life isn't worth living. Did he just drop okay. the mic? Yeah, he dropped <laughs> I think he just he dropped the mic. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Branson. You have to have hope. There's always positive that comes from hope. And uh, I, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, hope is good. What was that from Shawshank or something? <laughs> we put movies a lot in our house. But uh, <laughs> hope is a good thing. And uh, I think that that's, uh, it brings positive thoughts and, and hope gets you out of those funks and out of that negative way of thinking. And uh, uh, that's that's my pontification on hope. <laughs> pontification. That's a $2 word. It's a definite $2 word. Throw one out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. I'll, I'll be brief. I'll just keep, keep it as a, a chess coach. Uh, hope is like the probability on the chessboard. You have all these different outcomes depending on the moves you make. Probability in chess games can be 10 to the 28 power. So you have all these different moves you can make, but your goal is to increase the probability of a of a positive outcome. And figuring out that probability, that's hope to me. Making the right moves under the circumstances given. Beesh. I'm not going to lie. If I was a, a, a less kind person, and I am going to be kind today, but I really want to just expound on all of those answers because there was something in every one of them. I wanted to hear you guys say more, but I really appreciate your time today. I know it was a lot to get everybody in one place at the same time. And so I have um, thoroughly appreciated all of you. And so what I'd love to do um, is to, to give all of you um, a, a chance to leave any final words that you have if you want to tell people how they can find you uh your businesses uh and then also if you guys of course want to plug the film one final time uh so i'll give everybody one last time to talk i guess uh, we can start uh branson with you and then with jowdy and then we can go um to cliff and arnold watch king of the block apple tv google play amazon prime um i can be reached at branson at bransonwrightfilms.com I'm, I'm going to uh, co-sign what Branson said, uh, experience King of the Block, because I do think it's an experience. Uh, Amazon Prime, Google Play, uh, Apple TV. Um, and if you haven't watched it yet, what are you waiting on? 
I really want to like you. What, what are you waiting on? You know, it's a wonderful family film. There's something in it for everybody. Um, and I think the response we've got so far um, in our previous engagements has spoke to it. You know, it's a great film. And, and I would encourage everybody to see it. Um, you guys can reach me uh, uh, at, uh, at Mighty Hova, M-I-G-H-T-Y-J-O-V-A, across multiple platforms. And, uh, you know, I look forward to hearing you. I want to hear you guys' comments. Oh, real quick. Uh, we're going we're gonna to start a viral effort uh, called uh, Hashtag King of the Block. Okay. And that should roll out uh, this upcoming weekend. And that's going to be, who is your king of the block? Who to you is your king of the block? Okay. And if whether it's a team, a sport, a person in your life, who's your king of the block? And uh, we're going to be uh, uh, tossing that out this weekend. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to say uh, thank you. You know what? You guys, uh, <laughs> thank you for allowing uh, – uh, me to rekindle the relationship with Arnold and um, for me to be in this in this uh, production. I think it was uh, it's it, it's influenced uh, my life and my family's life. And uh, I do appreciate it. Oh, if, <laughs> I don't know if you need to get in touch with me or not. <laughs> Cliff at BRLTG.com. <laughs> and I don't check my, my junk mail very often. So. <laughs> well, um, thank you, everyone. It was nice uh, chopping it up with everybody again. And uh, special thanks to you. Maurice, and uh, I'm totally unplugged, man, by design. But uh, thanks a lot. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And so with that, um, I, I really do hope that you guys will support this project. Um, and you're not doing anybody any favors. You're doing yourself a favor. If you go watch this and you go support this, I promise you, you're going to learn a lot about a special rivalry that may make you think of your own. But it's also just going to do something for your soul that you probably desperately need. And so I want to encourage you to do that and also encourage you to share your thoughts, share your feelings, um, leave those comments so that we know exactly what you think and exactly what you took from this. Also, if you haven't subscribed to Hope Rising yet, this is a great time for you to do that. P.S. Have you shared this with a friend? Like you just watched this whole episode or listened to this whole episode. Did you keep it to yourself or did you share it with somebody you care about? I want to make sure that we are making this message spread. And so that is all for today. Uh, and, and as always, we look forward to seeing you next Monday on another episode of Hope Rising, where the unfulfilled go to find fulfillment and the inspired go for an extra, do extra dose of inspiration. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much, guys.